0: All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. So, I know it's been a while since I last recorded, but I'm super excited to be back today talking some NBA moves, some college football, and most importantly, the NFL right now because the Browns are 7 and 3, which is crazy and so exciting. Uh, but before I kind of get into all of that, um I just wanted to quickly talk about this video series that I started um, If you follow the at just a Girl from Cleapod Instagram account, you'll see the videos there. I also post them on a just a Girl from Cleveland YouTube page and tweet them on my personal twitter account um They're just fun short segments about. My opinion on various things happening in sports usually just a minute or two maybe max long so definitely check them out um just wanted to call that out. If you were kind of missing some content since I haven't been posting as many podcasts lately, um, gonna definitely try to do that pretty often. Um, so definitely check it out. But um, let's get into some of the topics. Want to start off with the NBA. So lots has been stirring up here in the NBA with the season. Actually, pretty. Cl- it's actually one month. Yeah, one month from today. Um, is the projected start date here, which is crazy. I truly can't believe that it's already back again because obviously things got crazy and pushed back with the bubble, um, but it feels like literally yesterday <laughs> LeBron won a championship, and I'm sure he's exhausted and probably not super stoked about having to be back so uh, so quickly here, but you know, it is what it is. You keep rolling with it. I'll be interested to see if he maybe sits out a couple games at the beginning. I just feel like He hasn't had enough time to heal his body up here, but is what it is. Um, Couple things want to talk about first uh, in the NBA. Tristan Thompson is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. He signed a two-year deal with the Celtics. Um, I'm not gonna lie; I was like a little bit more emotional about this one than I thought I would be. I kind of obviously Tristan Thompson has been on the Cavs for a long time now, and in my mind, I just like, I knew it would be a possibility, but didn't really fully consider it. Um, you know, we drafted him back in um, 2011, and he was with us, you know, before the turn return of LeBron and the championship run. Um kind of a funny moment with him was last year he hit his first three-pointer of his professional career, which was just such a wild stat to me. I think I remember talking about it on here, but that was pretty crazy. Um, But overall in his career, he's averaged you know 12 points a game, 10.1 rebounds a game, and 2.1 assists per game, which he's just truly been a rock for us when it comes to rebounding and just brought a much-needed consistency over the years. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I was just like a little bit sad to hear about him going to Boston and Boston out of all places too. That just kind of always gives me a sour taste. We had, you know, Kyrie leaving for Boston. Now TT and just, I don't, I don't love it. I do think he will finish his career in Cleveland someday down the line that he'll want to retire there. I think we would retire his Jersey in Cleveland, um, but obviously, he's still got some some game left in him. So um, it's sad to see him go. But I hope I do wish the best for him. Like I don't think anyone has any bad blood with him. What is pretty crazy is I think Kevin Love is actually the only player left from the 2016 championship squad that is still on the Cavs. Which who would have thought that? I kind of. In my mind, probably would have thought he would be the first one out, um, but is now the only one left. Um, Who knows what happens with him, but yeah, crazy times. NBA changes fast, man. Um, Some other notable things that have been happening in the NBA, Jason Tatum just signed a max extension with the Celtics, five years, $195 million, Um, I think a shocking one. Gordon Hayward leaving the Celtics for the Hornets, a four-year, $120 million deal. Not sure if I saw that one coming, and look, I know Gordon Hayward's a great player. He's definitely a little bit of a liability in terms of his health. Um, keeping him out there on the court is not easy, um, so I i mean, that's a great deal that he got there, Um and I do like him. I think I, I felt bad for him when he got injured on the Celtics-Cavs home opener back in 2000. And it was the 2017-2018 season. Tough season injury, injury. First game of the year. It was just, it was tough. So I've kind of always had a soft spot for him since then. Um, don't hate him as much as I, he usually hate different guys on the Celtics. But yeah, that was a big move. Uh, Chris Paul to the Suns. Um Here's one that's not trade news, but Clay Thompson with yet another massive injury. I mean, you all know that I'm not a Warriors fan, but I would just never wish this on someone. And just as he was getting past his his previous injury, he just gets a new one, and it really does suck. You don't want to see that happen, especially to someone as talented as Clay, who's really in his prime. I think he's only like 30 years old, so he. He's supposed to have a lot left in him here and it just it sucks to see that I don't think anyone was um you know overjoyed when they got that notification. Um but what I'm interested to see, I guess, in the rest of all these moves happening in the NBA is what is going to happen with Russell Westbrook and what is going to happen with James Harden. What I don't want to see is another star player go to the Nets. I feel like the Nets is like the team to go-to this year with, you know, Kevin and Kyrie hopefully being healthy again. Who knows if they'll stay healthy. Um, But I just don't really want to see them get another star player. It's funny. (laughs) because everyone so everyone criticized LeBron for being in the east when he was with the Cavs and the Heat saying it was too easy he was in the easier conference and that the west was so much more challenging and then LeBron goes to the west and wins in the West. So now everyone's trying to go to the East and it's just, it's like, he's going to get criticized probably again. And they're going to say that the, like the West is way too easy now. And that's the only reason that LeBron is winning. It's just, it's classic. Um, not a move for the Lakers, but KCP is staying with the Lakers, which I was pretty excited about personally for the Lakers and LeBron specifically. I just think, KCP had some really great moments, and just with continued experience, I mean, he got great experience, obviously, being in the bubble and getting to participate in all of that, but I I thought he was special, and I thought he did a great job, so I'm pretty excited to see him back. Okay, so on to some college football. You know, college football's been weird this year. I feel like out of every sport, I think college football has struggled the most in COVID times. Like I think the NBA did a great job and was like relatively unaffected. Yes, they didn't get to have live fans, but I just think they did a good job and it, it kinda was an escape from the COVID world. Um MLB had a few scares where you're like, oh my god, are they going to be able to do this? Um, and you thought they might implode, but they ended up being able to really finish out their season. And the NFL, yes, they've had to move some games, but again, they've done pretty well with being unaffected um, for the most part by COVID. Like, yes, you've had to have players, you know, sit out due to coming into contact with someone, those sort of things. Some games have been moved, but the season has carried on, and we've we've really pushed through it college football has just been a complete mess. And I I think there's a few reasons for that. I think one is that there's just a lot of variables when you're dealing with college students. These aren't professional athletes. Um, They are a part of their campuses and, you know, different campuses have been handling COVID in different ways. Some have been, you know, stricter, others have been more open. So there's a lot of variables with that. Also, I just don't think college football ever got organized. Like every conference has different rules, a different number of games, different ways they're facing different opponents it's just there was no alignment whatsoever like I think one of the biggest mistakes the Big Ten made was not having any weeks to reschedule games so if a team can't play because of COVID then that game just automatically has to be canceled it can't be postponed and rescheduled because they just didn't leave any time for that and that's made things extremely difficult. um and like i said every conference is on is operating on a set of different rules clemson's game was canceled again and i still can't quite figure out what happened there it was something about the medical personnel not being able to agree upon things which i don't really know what that meant um so it's just been a little bit of a mess and you know out of all of the sports i think whoever ends up winning the college football playoff this year that one will probably feel the most tainted in my mind because it's just been the least realistic <laughs> route to get there just teams not playing enough games even I mean it, it feels weird that Ohio State's only 4-0 and and we've got three games left in our, our season before the Big Ten Championship like that's crazy um, it just it doesn't feel like enough um, so yeah I think college football has just really struggled but Luckily, as I said, Ohio State 4-0, beating Indiana, who is or was a top 10 team, very well still could be up there in the rankings. I don't think they'll drop that much because they did play us in a very tight game. Um, Ohio State's pass defense just really struggled beyond belief, um, allowing 491 yards passing but only um, a net of minus one yard rushing, which was incredible for our rush defense. But you can't have it be so unbalanced like that. Um, Justin Fields definitely showed some signs of weakness as well with three interceptions. Um, I believe it was his first interception of the season was in this game. Um, and he just, yeah, he showed some more moments of weakness that he hadn't previously shown. Probably hurts his Heisman chances a little Um with a Statlin like that. But honestly, who knows what's going on with Heisman even this year. Like I said, with Clemson postponing so many games, not playing them. Trevor Lawrence, you know, not really being able to add to his argument. So I don't really know what's, what's going to happen with that this year. But hey, a win is a win. And I think people, yes, should... 100% be critical of the Buckeyes and the way they played in that game. There's definitely things that can be improved upon, but I think we need to remember that Indiana is a good team this year, and they've they've had actually a, probably one of the on paper one of the tougher schedules that you would have thought in the Big Ten, um, but have really been able to pull out some some big wins. So they've been quite impressive. Uh, in my opinion, thus far, Penn State still has not won a single game yet, which is wild. They dropped to 0 and five. It's just a really, really strange year. That team up north, very, very close to losing to Rutgers, which obviously Rutgers, as I, you know, as you can see, is definitely a little bit of a better team this year than they typically are. It's not that, you know. 50 to nothing win that you usually expect with them but still the fact that you know that team up north played them in quite a tight game overtime um i believe it was one or two overtimes um yeah it's it's just a weird year teams aren't doing what they're they're used to doing um but i will say ohio state has kept their head down pushed forward stayed focused i know those kids are making a lot of sacrifices this year to be out there playing so We'll take the win, and we'll keep pushing through. All right, so on to some NFL stuff, which is kind of the the big topic for this week. Uh, Very, very unfortunate injury with Joe Burrow being carted off the field. Um, As I am recording this right now, it's not been... Widely confirmed by other sources um, that he's out for the season, but Joe Burrow did tweet um, something referencing, like, I'll be back next year, so pretty much confirming that he's out for the rest of the year, which is so, so, so unfortunate because he has just been so much fun to watch, you know, Being, being that he's actually... On the worst team in a really, really good division this year, he has had a lot of success still, um, which it's hard to do when you're on the Bengals and you know the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers are all like some of the top teams in the country. It's which is crazy to say, um, but record wise, are some of the top teams in the country. It's tough to be in that division and be that that bottom team, but he really has. Still been able to like put some good performances out there. He has 2,485 total yards this season, which is 10th in the league. Obviously, that stat is prior to his injury, um, and will then go down obviously with him being out. But you know, the Bengals' record, I don't think, has also showed how extremely close some of their games have been in the season. You know, they played the Colts in a really tight game. I remember they were up by a good amount and then kind of blew it, but um, the Colts have actually proven to be a a decent team this year. Um, They beat the Titans last week, I think. So, I mean, they're 6-3 and going into their game with the Packers, which is happening right now, again, as I am recording this, so don't know what's going to happen with that, but... Um, Colts have been a decent team and they played them pretty tightly. They've also played the Browns close in both matchups. The Browns are 7 and 3, so the Browns are technically a very good team and played both of their games closely against the Browns. Um, they played the Chargers closely and they went into overtime with the Eagles. So it's, you know, it's not like they've been getting absolutely just clobbered in every single matchup. Like yes, they've had had some bad losses, but Nothing nothing horrible. But yeah, losing him is very unfortunate. Just for the league in general, I don't think I have seen a player so universally loved by every single fan base. I mean, when he got hurt, Twitter was just like blowing up and everyone was devastated because people like watching him. He seems like a stand-up good guy um, and you just want to see him do well. I don't think I've talked to a single person that doesn't want to see Joe Burrow succeed. So, I mean, it was super unfortunate watching him go down like that. But hopefully um, next year he will be back healthy. Hopefully the Bengals can get some better offensive linemen to protect him. Because, I mean, he's taken a significant number of hits this year. And that's tough on any quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback who is not used to taking hits like that all the time. Um, injuries like this are almost inevitable if you don't have the protection that you need. So hopefully the Bengals are able to, to get some of that on their roster for Joe Burrow next year um, so that he can just have a massive career ahead of him because I think everyone can agree that he has a real future in the league. Um, if you can play like that on a not great team, that means something and hope to see him back. All right, on to the Browns game. So the Browns are 7-3. and three. It's freaking crazy. I can't believe that we're here right now, like, living in this world where the Browns are second in their division, um, moved up to second with the this win as well in combination with the Ravens losing to the Titans. Very... Very exciting to see us us really up there, um, and gives us some major hope for for the rest of the season. Um, so in this game, there I mean obviously like all games, good and bad things. A couple of the highlights for me: Taki uh, Taki interception at the it was pretty cl- early on in the game. Phenomenal, really. Just love to see that. Also love saying his name, um, Olivier Vernon. He really stepped up today, you know, with with some sacks. And Miles Garrett was obviously out; he was on the COVID list. I'm still not quite sure if Miles Garrett is just sick, and I I, don't, I can't even tell if he actually has COVID or not. But he was on the COVID list. Um, and so other guys really have to step up in those moments. And Vernon was one of the people to do that, and it was really great to see. Um, you know, the defense looked quite good this game as well. I will say that we've struggled definitely this year um, overall defensively, but it felt like we looked pretty strong today, and Carson Wentz looked like garbage. I don't know if that was just Carson Wentz looking like garbage or a combination of him just being not that good because I just don't think he's that good and our defense playing really well. Um, uh, Another thing that really stood out to me today was as always our run game. So we really struggled in the first half with the run game. It felt like we weren't we weren't getting any traction. I mean even when Chubb or Kareem Hunt would try to run, it was just a couple yards It wasn't their usual big star runs, but in the second half of the game, Chubb had that incredible run with a fantastic stiff arm to set up a Hunt run for a touchdown, where Kareem Hunt jumped over that guy to fall into the end zone. It was absolutely crucial in this win, so happy to see that, and uh, Chubb ended up with over 100 yards in the game, even though he struggled in the first half, Um, so he just it, it takes nothing to get him going. You just gotta get him the ball, and as time goes on, he'll make it happen. He always makes it happen. Um, okay, so like I said, the Browns are seven and three, second in the division with the Ravens' loss um, left on the schedule. We have the Jaguars, we have the Jets, and we have the Giants. Who those three teams? I don't even want to say that they are like secured wins because anything can happen. And maybe the Jets is a secured win. The Jets are probably one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL. Like, they are complete garbage. Um, the Jaguars are pretty garbage. And the the Giants are somewhat garbage as well. And I, I really feel like those should be three wins that we get um, on our board, which would put us in double digits. And I just, like, want to cry at the thought of it. It's so exciting. Then also rem- remaining, we have um, the Titans, which I don't really know who the Titans are. Like it's hard to say. They started off really strong at the beginning of the season. They've had some moments where they've really faltered, um, but then coming back here with this win against the Ravens was big for them. So I don't know. The Titans game could really go either way. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that one. It's going to be a competitive game. And we also have our remaining Steelers and Ravens division games. Um, I'm not super confident about how we'll play the Steelers, but I do think there is an opportunity there in the Ravens game to match up against them a lot better than we did when we played them in week one and got absolutely clobbered by them. You know, the Ravens since then have been exposed by a couple of teams, Um, and I think they've lost some confidence. Lamar Jackson has lost some confidence, and I think we've gained some confidence um, since we played them in Week 1. So I think it's going to be a completely different game. I don't think you can even really compare... How we played in that game to what we are going to do now, or compare the Ravens and how great they were in that game to what they are going to do now. Um, so that's one I I definitely want to keep an eye out for, and obviously will be crucial in um, the outlook for what happens in the division um, as we move here towards. I mean, we're getting we are walking through this season here. It is week eleven right now um that we just finished so i mean we are just like moving and grooving and still winning games which is amazing and it's been so fun to watch um just watch these guys have fun i love watching Baker and how excited he gets when his teammates have success. I've never seen a guy dance so much as Baker does when he watches, you know, a good Nick Chubb run or someone do something well. He truly like exudes happiness in those moments, and it's great to see everyone supporting each other. Um, looking forward to once we can get Miles Garrett back on our back on our roster again, off of the the COVID list, um, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the year, but. It's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed watching them play, even in the moments that are still classic Browns moments or moments that we struggle in. It's It's been a ton of fun. But that is all I have for you guys today. Um, as always, if you could please leave me a review or rating, that would be super great. Um, follow, subscribe, tell your friends about it if they like Cleveland and Ohio State sports. I'm sure as we get closer to the NBA season here, a lot of that talk will start up. Possibly some college basketball as well. We'll see what happens. Who knows? The world is constantly a changing, so I can't even guarantee anything that's going to happen with sports, but... We'll keep rolling with it. Um, Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out those videos as well. Like I mentioned, Just a Girl from Cleapod Instagram, Just a Girl from Cleveland YouTube page, or you can look at my Twitter account as well. All right, go Browns.